Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're glad you can join us. Before we get into the word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We just thank you for giving us the opportunity to always be in your word, Lord, so that way we can continue to learn about you, Lord. Not that it's just on Sundays, Lord, but that is a continual relationship, Lord, and that you're always speaking to us, Lord. Lord, we also just thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you have given us, Lord, and that he's there always to help direct and guide our steps, Lord, so that we can move from victory to victory, Lord, not having to fall flat on our faces before we can move forward, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are, I think, probably concluding the book of Romans. Um with this with this podcast so i know i've enjoyed myself i hope everyone else has but um we are going to cover reread in romans 16 verses 17 through 27 so can i get a volunteer to read that section of scripture please i will all right sir now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned, and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flat and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. For your obedience has become known to all, therefore I am glad on your behalf. But I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Timothy, my fellow worker, Lucas, Jason, and Sophisticator, my countrymen greet you. I, Titerus, who wrote this epistle, greet you in the Lord. Gaius, my host and the host of the whole church, greet you. Etris, the treasurer of the city, greets you, and Quatris, a brother. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began, began. but now made manifest and by the by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations according to the commandment of the everlasting God, for obedience to faith, to God alone be alone wise, be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Alright, so at this time, the floor is open to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and of course to ask any questions that you have. Alright. Yes. All right. So, who'd like to begin? Um, I'm not sure if anybody could have any any other things to do before I get here. But I'm going to skip down to verse 26, where it says, "But now made manifest and by the prophetic scripture made known to all nations according to the commandment of the everlasting God, for obedience to the faith." 
I just found it interesting there when, first of all, what really struck me was that Paul, when he was going about this, he wasn't setting out to try to write scripture and saying, this is going to be scripture, but he was just doing as the Holy Spirit led, and then it became scripture. So Lord was just sharing with me not to go out and seek making something that will be deemed scripture for the uh, fame of doing it, but to just be working in step with the Holy Spirit and doing what he tells you to do. Because Paul is not, pro he's being humble here and saying that what he's writing here, he doesn't consider to be scripture at all. He considers it just to be re a pure revelation from the Lord to share with other people. And then it also just remind me of how, uh, when it says prophetic scriptures, how all scriptures have a prophetic aspect of them. There's something that we can glean from it that is applied everywhere in our lives. It's not just situated for this one situation, but it's everywhere. And it also applies to the greater aspect of what the Lord has for us in life. I just want to make sure I understand you. You said that Paul didn't see that what he was saying was scripture. Is that what? He didn't set out seeking to make scripture. He just went in step with the Holy Spirit. He wasn't saying, this has become scripture, that's why I'm doing it. He was saying, okay, the Holy Spirit told me to write a letter to you guys, and that's what I'm going to do. So it's not seeking the fame of, okay, I'm going to be a scripture writer, and this is going to be put in the Bible. Right, yeah, to be clear, at that time, the only scripture that they really considered was the first five books of the Bible. There was what the prophets had written, but the, 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 the Torah, the first five, the uh, Pentateuch, whatever. Pentateuch, uh, yes. Pentateuch, yeah, was what... That was the Holy Scriptures to them. That was Scripture. The other were books. Well, it depended, right? Because you had the Pharisees, Sadducees, and the scribes. The Sadducees, if I, if I recall correctly, only looked at the first five books. Yes. The Pharisees, it was all the law, right, the Torah, and the prophets. Well, yeah, yes, I guess you'll say the law and the prophets, right. yes, as it was denoted. But, yeah, there was no concept whatsoever that Paul would have thought that this would be considered part of the Holy Scriptures. Yes, and that's what I was saying. So, and here he's, it also goes to not seeking to do something for your own gain of it, but doing it as the Holy Spirit directs you. If you get, get fame out of it, good for you. That's all right, because he doesn't want us to, the Lord always, what we do in secret, he rewards openly. So, it's saying that. When you go about doing something good, it's not about the fame that you're persisting in doing it. It's because the Holy Spirit has told you to do it. And then all these things will be added to you. Yes, I, th I think specifically with Paul, the risk of him doing anything from a place of ego was wiped out on the Damascus Road. There, to me, there's no question in my mind that after his Damascus experience, there was no ego left in him whatsoever. He may have been proud in the Lord or bold in the Lord or whatever you want to look at it. But there was, his ego was gone after that. It was definitely humble. he saw that what his ego was in its full manifestation when he was the, the zealot for the Lord. He was definitely humbled. That's for sure. Um, I appreciate what you shared there, sir. Um, a couple, I want to address it. But I want to give someone else the opportunity if you have anything to share there, sir. I do. Okay. What do you have to share? 
It was verse 25 when it says, Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel in the preaching of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And how Paul didn't consider the books. He didn't consider. He didn't consider. He didn't consider his preaching his own teaching, but considered it, it was Jesus Christ. And he was able to say that because he was listening to what the Holy Spirit was saying. He didn't go. Well, Holy Spirit, I don't feel like saying this right now. And it doesn't seem like the people need this right now. And the people look like they want to arrest me. So I'm going to do something else. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't just saying stuff to become famous. Okay. So you see his heart in this, right? Yes. Yes. Now, don't we already discuss kind of his heart in the first part of this chapter? Yes. Where he's literally honoring people that have supported him and his ministry, right? Yes. And don't we see another glimpse of that here in verses 21 through 24? We do. It talks about people that are also involved like in the day-to-day aspect of his ministry, right? Yes. In verse 22, I, Tertius, who wrote this epistle, right? Yes. Paul could have just said he wrote it. This epistle is attributed to Paul. No, yes. The Holy Spirit's the one that gave Paul the insight and the wisdom and spoke through him. But it wasn't his handwriting. That clearly was someone else's, yes? Yes. It denotes that right there. But then, and I love this because it goes to what you were saying there, Charles, initially. I promise you made it more full, more complete. He wasn't necessarily considering it to be scripture. But he does note that all scripture is the breathed out word of God, right? Yes. Which is why in verse 25 he says, he, he calls it very plainly, my gospel. Now there's a couple different things on this, right? Um, some scholars think that this was added later. After he'd written Ephesians. Because in Ephesians 3, he talks about the mystery revealed since the beginning of time, right? Is everybody aware of that? Yes. Yes. I believe that's how the chapter starts. Um, Well, he talks about the the revelation he made known to me. Uh, Sorry. That he made by revelation. He made known the Lord, made known to him the mystery. But then he says, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. But many attribute it to to that chapter, chapter 3. But that would be inaccurate, because as we just read, he denotes that he'd already revealed it, right? Yes. And also, we talked about Ephesians 4 in the previous podcast, which was about unity and coming together, right? Yes. yes. And and I've heard it said by another uh the Lord revealed to another brother of Christ. The Ephesians four church is the church functioning as it's designed. But you cannot have an Ephesians four church until there is a an Ephesians one, two, and three church. Alright? There there's a an order to get to. Nobody just wakes up one day and says, I'm gonna be a pro athlete. Right? 
there's a lot of work, training, effort that goes into developing, maturing to eventually get to that, po that point at that place, right? Um, but also he calls it his gospel. But he, know, he states very plainly to him, the Lord, who, well, that's who he's referring to, who is able to establish you according to his gospel. And then he says, and the preaching of Jesus Christ. He, he's saying that that's essentially where he got it from, right? But now it's been made yes. manifest by prophetic scriptures and made known to all the nations. Right? Wasn't he sent to the Gentiles or to the nations, right? He was. Okay. According to the commandment of the everlasting God for obedience to the faith. Just like Jesus, our pattern example, Paul was also being obedient to how the Father was leading him. Right? Through the Holy Spirit. Yes? Yes. yes. So, but also, uh, I want to go back because if we talk about the Ephesians church, right? And the mystery revealed, right? Through his gospel. Like I said, many think um, that it was added after he wrote Ephesians. That this, verses 25 through 27, excuse me, were added after that, right? Yes. But um, it may be the case. I don't know. Either way, we know, we know this. The Holy Spirit spoke through Paul and through his writing. For all of us, right? Yes. And and you brought up a great point there, sir. He wasn't looking for the fame. He wasn't looking, oh, I got to write this letter, this epistle, and get the word out so people can sow into my ministry. Right? Yes. So I can be popular amongst everybody and all the rest of the apostles. He sought to share what the Lord had given him with everyone. So they could grow and move, mature in Christ, right? Yes. Um, and actually, if you really look at the, the mystery that's revealed, um, we have both a, a, another podcast, which is Understanding the Will of the Lord, and we have a blog, and I think... Um, it's called Understanding the Lord's Will or something to, to that effect that we recently posted. And it explains the mystery that, that Paul is writing about and discussing, right? The mystery he's kept secret since the world began. And it's actually the first chapter of Ephesians. And he sets that as the foundation for the entire rest of the book. Uh, the letter to the church of Ephesus. But it's also for us today. And the foundation is Christ. Right? Yes. Understanding his will, his purpose, his plan, his covenant, and most importantly, what the Lord is doing on this earth. So that we can understand and come in line, align ourselves with his plan. Fulfill our role and our purpose in it. Right? Yes. Yes. Which goes back to, to Romans 16.25. He's able to establish you. Right? According to the gospel. He's able to establish you. He's able to fulfill it. 
We can't do it in and of ourselves, but only with trust, reliance, and dependence upon Him through His Holy Spirit. Right? Yes. yes. Any questions on that? No. No. Anybody have anything else they want to share? Mm. Ah, okay. I just want to share this. Verse 27. To God, alone wise, be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Right here, that's just... Paul is ending the letter by saying that none of this wisdom came from him. It's all through God. Exactly. And doesn't that cover it elsewhere in Scripture? Like James? Yes. Okay, he talks about two different types of wisdom. But clearly God's wisdom far surpasses that of earthly, natural, demonic wisdom, yes? Yes. And isn't that what he says uh, through Solomon in the Proverbs? And all you're getting, get wisdom. get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Yes. It's great to have wisdom, but then understand the wisdom and what it's for. That only comes yes. from the Lord. Oh, I was just thinking wisdom's worthless if you don't apply it properly. Exactly. You, you could know everything in every book, but if we never apply it, what good did it do us? Right? And, and Paul even you know covers that in Scripture. He says, hey, the things that the Lord reveals to me, they apply to me first, but I also teach and preach them, right? He's like, yes. the Lord gives me these words, these messages, and I teach and I preach them. But I acknowledge it, it applies to me first, so I'm not disqualified, right? <laughs> I mean, what good what good or purpose would it suit to run the race but run in such a way where at the end you don't get the crown, you don't get to enter in the heavenly community, but instead you go to hell. It would defeat the purpose, right? Yes. And disqualify yourself. That's why he says, I, I don't run in... I run in such a way where I buffet my flesh, where I, he's very, I'll say, purposeful in what he does in his life, right? Yes. And we should be the same way. We can't do it in and of ourselves. Actually, Lord tells us that very plainly. Without me, you can do nothing. Nothing. But last time I checked, we were trying to get to his heaven. We can't get there by our own rules or our own plan. Right? Don't, don't we see that all the way back in... <clears throat> excuse me. See that in the garden? We see that outside the garden with Nimrod? Right? They're trying to find a, an alternative way to reach the blessing. Yes. And what happens every time? It doesn't work out. It never works out. And the Lord even frustrates that plan, so there's no possible way it could work. Because He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through Him. We must follow His plan and His leading through His Holy Spirit. 
those that are led by the son by the whole but yes those that are the sons of god or led by the spirit they are the sons of god last time i checked we we were joint heirs with christ those that are doing the will of the lord right and that what he said yes. even about his mother and his brothers who's my mother and my brothers but them that do the will of the lord right and then he said yes. these are my mother and my brothers and my sisters he had one heavenly father one father that was his heavenly father who was already on the throne but we are co-heirs with him amen brother amen brother <laughs> brother yes amen to that anybody have anything else they want to add no no alright I want to give the opportunity before we close as I we're co-heirs I think that's a great place to end this <laughs> <laughs> it's been a very, uh, I'll say, deep and you know, study. And I've I've enjoyed, it and I hope everyone else has enjoyed this, um, this study. I look forward to what the Lord has next. As do I. And joining each of you, our partners and other brothers and sisters of Christ and other believers and people that want to learn more <laughs> about our Lord and Savior, and grow and develop in Him. Um. I'm looking forward to the next time we get to to get together for this. Amen? Amen. All right. Can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you for the wisdom and knowledge that you pour out on us, Lord. Pour out on us, Lord, and that we can take hold of it, Lord. And that you pour out it freely, Lord, so that way we don't have to beg and try to scrape it together, Lord, but that you're willing and able to give it freely lord and without measure or ceasing lord we also just thank you for what you have for us in the future Lord. we just thank you for the plan and the track that you have already set out lord and that we know that it's good lord and that it's every good and perfect thing you're on it lord in jesus name amen amen well, we love you god bless you and have a wonderful day Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.